All right, Brother T, this is Dr. D. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever yeah. you're listening <laughs> to it. <laughs> Whatever. I, sometimes I mention the day of the week, right. and that means nothing, nothing because I look at the analytics and right. people, most people listen to it the day it comes out, but some okay. people wait a month. Right, right. You know, yeah. it's a month. Hey, we're over, well over 16,000 downloads. Wow. Okay. I, you know, yeah, yeah. some people do that in the first 30 seconds of their podcast. Exactly. But as I was sharing before this podcast began, there is a statistic that says most podcasts don't last three weeks. Right. And we've People been do doing it and go, nah. <laughs> How long have we been doing it? At least four or five years. It's four to five years. We'd have yes. to go back and look and see. Yeah. And yes. It wouldn't be hard to do, but it was before I retired, and good night. I retired three years, nine months ago. That That's still... It is. That's crazy. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, it is. And it I want to... And, and I've said this, and I'm going to say it again. I have, this year, 32 preaching engagements. That, man. 32. Isn't that awesome, brother? Yeah. I just was yeah. banking on one a month. Right. After I retired. Yeah. And so that's like three a month. That's fantastic. I love it. I love the opportunity to go different right. places and preach different to mm. different people and that sort of thing. I don't next year it may totally my my buddy, uh, you know him down in Georgia. Yeah. I was talking to him recently, I said, What's yours like? And he and yeah, I got a couple of um uh, pregnancy care units that I'm going to be preaching because he was adopted. Okay. And, uh, he's got a men's breakfast. He said, that's it for the rest of the year. Oh, my goodness. I mean, this is one of the biggest names yeah. one time he, in our in the Southern Baptist Convention. Yes. He's written several books. Yes, yeah. several yeah. books. Yeah. Uh, led a lot of large organizations mm-hmm. and spoke the main speaker at many, back in the day, the Promise Keepers, when they right. filled stadiums, he, yep. was, he oftentimes oh, yeah. was the yeah. central speaker. Yeah, and good. So, and yeah, good. He, he was yeah. one of my favorite preachers. So that's right. one of the reasons I got to know him. I wanted mm-hmm. to know this guy, and mm-hmm. we became really good friends. Right, right. So, um, I'm grateful to the Lord. It may end this year, but I'm grateful to the Lord for giving me the opportunity. Definitely. To, and I've had the wonderful opportunity to turn down several churches who wanted me to be their pastor. Wow. Nope. Wow, wow, wow. Don't, don't want to do that. I want to do that. No, yeah. I've done it. Got the yeah. t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> My wife would shoot me. Oh. <laughs> she would shoot me. So uh, that's not happening. But anyway. Yeah. And we've been doing this for a while, and I thoroughly enjoy it. And, I, and the people who listen to it love it. They so, do. Uh, they do. What you're doing is, uh, listeners, is you're just kind of listening in on a conversation Tony and I have had for a couple of decades. Yes. Just yes. sitting around talking. Yeah, and we're still drinking coffee. Still drinking coffee. While we're doing it. Finished yeah. mine this morning before it ever began. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, uh, both living in the South, I think, Bible Belt, I'm using quotes, air quotes, um, one of the central themes of evangelicalism, conservative Christianity, is the end of time. When right. Christ calls it, okay, mm-hmm. done, mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to bring you home. Mm-hmm. Uh, the end is near, right. right? Yes. I remember driving to my community for many years. There was a huge white billboard in red letters. Mm. The end is near. Or And then they would change it, are you ready? Right. Or yeah. Jesus is coming. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was always an end time right. type uh, message. Back in the 70s, downtown Chattanooga, people, men with sandwich boards. Yes, uh, that's the right. The end is near. You know, they right. would wear those sandwich boards. Yeah. So yeah. We, we've lived with this our whole lives. Right. About mm-hmm. the imminent return of Jesus Christ, the end mm-hmm. is near. What are some of the things, Brother T, that... You know, was an indication people preachers would preach on, or, or you just talk about sense of class, or with your Christian friends. That was uh, supposedly an indication that the end was near. Well, I mean, I don't even know about supposedly. That's a hard word for me to say. 
<laughs> you speak for a living, don't you? <laughs> but, I mean, you know, Daniel talks about uh, knowledge will increase, and right. we definitely see that, so that is an indication. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then in 1948, man, when Israel came back, right. uh, as a nation, I mean, you know, uh, we have shared a lot of that, you mm-hmm. know, from the pulpit. And I, I guess a lot that we see in the Olivet Discourse, um, uh, we see those types of things, and uh, and and things like that. Uh, what about you? What is your What are your thoughts? Well, I grew up in a in a very conservative fundamentalist background. Uh, somehow, Russia and China almost always got mm. involved in this. You get to you know the kings of the east and mm. um, the the battles at the end and the mark of the beast and that sort of thing. All somehow were associated with the. Uh, communist revolution right. wanting to take over the world. I mean, we're from all the way back into Vietnam and mm-hmm. the aggression of the communist mm-hmm. and then the Cold War. Just all of that. The was, Red Army. Yeah, the Red Army. Gog and Magog. And, you know, them yeah. being atheistic societies right. and wanting the rest of the world to be atheistic societies mm-hmm. and give your allegiance to government and military, mm-hmm. to a dictator. All of that, I mean, that was just preached a lot. Oh, yeah. Definitely. You'd Definitely. have a hot summer. Right. <laughs> it was, you know, talk about the sun and right. the moon and yes. falling and the scorching of the earth and mm-hmm. God destroying the earth with fire. And, right. I mean, anything that had any kind of uh, mm-hmm. close or even distant relationship right. to some of the uh, end time prophecies. So those books left behind by Tim LaHaye. 70s, right? Yes, the first had one to be came in the out 70s, in the 70s. Right. And man, sold millions of copies. Yeah, then he wrote the 1980s, The Countdown to Armageddon. Yes, yes. Remember that yes, one? Yes. Uh-huh. We mentioned the other day how Lindsay, we mentioned that yeah. on a previous podcast, you know. That, and, that kind of brought it to the forefront of right. everyone's mind. Then Tim LaHaye. Mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm. Left Behind series, right. and then the Late Great Planet Earth, Countdown to Armageddon, yep. all of those things. I had all those books. Oh yeah, I did no, too. I had yes. all those books, and yeah. uh, was really interested in end time prophecy, and pretty much could tell you. Oh yeah, how it was coming down. Well, and I, I, as youth minister, I, I was in youth minister for six years. I know yeah. you went straight to the pastorate, basically. Yeah. Uh, but in youth ministry, we used to have those films that we would show, man with, you know, two people walking in a field and, and one's gone. Right. And, um, and uh, you know, planes falling out of the sky and, and things like that. I mean, you know. You know, important questions like what happens when, you know, the pilot is a believer and you're right. not? Yes. I mean, yes. I would literally have that ask oh, me yeah. as yes. a, mm-hmm. a young preacher mm-hmm. or a, a Bible teacher. Mm-hmm. And it's like that's a very important question. Right. We need to know that. Right, right. And I do believe, and I know you do too, I do believe in the imminent return of Jesus. I do. You know, I do. It's interesting. I actually, I have an analog calendar right here on my desk. Yes, I've got do. one on my phone as well, not an analog, but a calendar. Yeah. And, but here, I have actually written a name on September the 18th. There's this lady um, that all over YouTube, TikTok, she, has, she is teaching um, that Jesus is coming back. There is no doubt. No doubt. September the 18th, which is in just uh, two weeks, uh, two and a half weeks. I hope she's right. I do too. I do too. <laughs> I hope but she's right. But, you know, I actually wrote it in pencil there. Yeah. And uh, because, oh, man, Howard Camping, do you remember that name from yesteryear? I don't. He, oh, my goodness, he, he made a lot of money, actually, yeah. you know, naming a date. And, and was that then, the one in the 80s? Uh, I think so. Uh, late 70s. 
and named a date, and for some reason, of course, it didn't happen. Right. But for some reason, people kept listening and watching and supporting. He mm-hmm. named another date. Yeah. After about the third or fourth date, you know, people just sort of, yeah. uh, they bailed on him. There was someone who did that in the 80s, Brother T, because uh, my wife and I were married. We got married in 81. Right. And I was working for a large insurance company. Mm-hmm. And of our department, there was an assistant, a lady named Helen. Yeah. And Helen was uh, uber religious, and uh, she believed that date, mm-hmm. a date that was coming. And, I mean, she was really worked up. She's trying to decide whether she's going to go to work that day or not go to work that day. So she did come into work on that day, and mm-hmm. I was talking to Helen, and you would not believe the arrangement she made for her animals. She left. Wow. She left food out for the animals. She left the door open for her bird, <laughs> so a bird would not be, you know, wow. kept in prison yeah. during that period of time. Mm-hmm. Left bird seed around the house, so mm-hmm. the bird could get to it. Right. Left instructions. I mean, she was ready for that day, and you know, mm-hmm. tremendously disappointed when that day. <laughs> well, I was not. pastoring my first church, nineteen eighty-eight. And you, you remember, I got it in the mail, that book, uh, 88 Reasons Why Jesus is Coming Back in 1988. Yeah, that's probably the year, I yeah. imagine, and so, that I was working um, there. But, but we believe in the imminent return. We do. You know, We don't uh, believe in choosing dates. We don't so. believe in choosing dates. And so, But I do. I have it written right there. And where and, did you get uh, this lady? Is she just on YouTube? She's on YouTube, TikTok. She's okay. all over TikTok, all over YouTube. Someone and, told uh, me about uh, her. She's got reasoning as Jewish calendar. It's yes. usually the Jewish calendar. Yeah, it is. It is. And, uh, but uh, she is very... Very outspoken about it, and and I, there are a lot of people right now for some reason for September and October, um, they are laying it on thick right now. You know, I can't remember exactly this year when the Feast of Trumpets is. I can't remember either. But in my opinion, it would fit perfectly yeah. in God's divine plan for the Lord to return on the Feast of Trumpets. Yes, when that trumpet sounds, First Thessalonians chapter mm-hmm. four, uh, and there's a shout because mm-hmm. it was when. You know, symbolically at least, mm-hmm. that the priest shouted to come in from the fields, right. the harvest is over. Yes. And yes. Jesus talks about the fields are white unto harvest. Mm-hmm. Pray to the Lord of the harvest. He'd send four, forth yes. workers. Yeah. There you go. So you got that. And then followed by that is the Feast of Tabernacles, mm-hmm. which is Feast of Booths, is yeah. what they would say. Yeah. And um, that's when the people would come back and celebrate the harvest. Mm-hmm. By, and I've been to Israel during the Feast of Tabernacles. It's very interesting in the streets, restaurants, there they build right. uh, and they cover them with palm branches. Yeah, and yeah. You sit outside to eat. It's a great time to go because if you're not Jewish, you're Gentile, uh-huh. you get the best seats in the house because <laughs> you're inside and everybody else is outside eating. <laughs> but uh, to me, I mean, that yeah. would be us going to Tabernacle with our Savior. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When That's he good. returns yeah. on. Uh, so. I don't doubt that it's going to happen sometime in the fall, mm-hmm. you know, the early fall. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, Jesus, when his disciples asked when all these things are going to take place, he said, I, I don't know. Right. Only yeah. the Father knows. Only. Even the angels in heaven don't know. Exactly. Exactly. And so, uh, but I mean, we, we do know this one thing. It's closer now than it has ever been. Each day. Every hour. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Exactly. It's closer. We, we do know that. Yeah. And and so, but your topic for today is is quite interesting. Yeah, I wanted to introduce a topic that I did not feel like we could do justice in one sitting. Right. Because this was brought up to me. Now, as astute and observant as I am, Brother T. Yes. 
And as much as I love eschatology, end-time prophecy, Book of Revelation, Daniel, all the things I've studied over the course of the years and written about, um, I didn't know this one. I mean, I knew a little bit about it. I had heard it, but I did not know how in-depth it was and how very much it fits Mm -hmm. in in end-time prophecy. And that is the World Economic Forum. Yes. W-E-F. Right. right. And most most distinctly here as of late, uh, The Great Reset. Yeah. Written by Klaus Schwab. Schwab is his name. Klaus Schwab. Not the Schwab of... uh, in America and all investment the investment firms, firm, yeah. but Klaus Schwab, right? Uh, he really began the World Economic Forum decades ago, mm-hmm. uh, and supposedly the underlying principle is that the world needs unification, right? And we need to stand against particular things that are hurting culture mm-hmm. or the environment by joining forces across national boundaries and bringing funds in. And he's got a lot of money. Right, yeah. Very wealthy people who are associated mm-hmm. with this organization. And, you know, as with anything, people with a lot of money often think they have a lot of intelligence yeah. as well. <laughs> well, yeah, he's <laughs> gathering the global elite, as yes. he calls them. And yeah. he calls it, as I said, the Great Reset and and the illustration is, you know, you you sort of reset a clock, right? Um, reset a computer. Reset a computer, and and it's basically he's he's teaching um, that we we need to reboot. We, yes. we... And brother T, we're back. You guys didn't know we were leaving. You know why? <laughs> we didn't know we were leaving either. We had no idea. No, we got interrupted. Sorry about that. So. Uh, Let's get back to the subject matter. Let's get back to the Great Reset. We're I, resetting the Great Reset. We're resetting our <laughs> podcast for the Great Reset. Uh, it, it seems that uh, I was discussing before we were so rudely interrupted uh, the fact that things for decades have been going on, and now looking back in retrospect, Brother T, mm-hmm. we can see how probably these things weren't random, but they have been. I'm going back. Um, let me make this reference. When I was in college, my undergraduate degree. I was a political science major. Mm. And one of the things you do in political science is you have what's called SimCon, which is simulated Congress. Okay. So this one whole semester is a simulated Congress. This is usually for junior or senior, you know, persons in school. And the person that I portrayed, you take a congressman, you learn, or a senator, and you learn about their life and the way they would vote and that sort of thing, and you impersonate that person. I was Al Gore. Were you? I was really? Al Gore, and as Al Gore, I became the Speaker of the Senate. Wow! Right, head of Senate, and I kind of presided, then sat at the front desk and presided over the other members in the room as we did our thing and voted on things. Yeah, and people debated and argued for different points and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Well, so I was a little interested in Al Gore. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying I was a fan, but mm-hmm. you know, I had to choose somebody. Yeah. He was from Tennessee, and right. that sort of thing. Uh, later. Al Gore became famous not only for running for president, right, uh, but also for his movie, An Inconvenient Truth. Okay. Mm. Inconvenient Truth talked about how through climate change, the world was near the end mm-hmm. and that we as human beings were the major culprit right. in destroying the world 
and ideas about how we might change politics and economics and social cultural mores to protect the planet. Wow. Little did I know that that was a forerunner to what we'd be hearing today and that Al Gore today sits on the board of directors of the World Economic Forum. Does he? I did not realize Yes, that. he does. Does he really? Yeah. He invented the internet, didn't he? Didn't he? It's what I hear. <laughs> <laughs> that was his famous quote that never, never got beyond, did he? No, 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 no. no. You know, of, of all the politicians, back in the day, he looked presidential. He did. He had that he, dark yeah, yeah, hair, yeah. Superman hair. Oh, he did. He looked square presidential. Show, square jaw. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But uh, many of his ideas were, um, I, I didn't line up with. I did not either. Uh, but he yeah. has had a career since then. Yes. Not in politics, but in this particular promotion of promoting. Uh, and I, I, as I have said, I believe Christians should be the greatest environmentalists. We were given the responsibility. Mm-hmm. We know that from the Bible to take right. care of the planet. Yes, dominion. We have dominion. Yes, we have dominion. Right. Exactly. Um, but what has been promoted has been this, and I did not see it early on, but has been this whole idea uh, that to protect the planet, we need to gather together Mm -hmm. as one human family, Mm. and we are the black sheep in the family, that is, North Americans, capitalists, that sort of thing, because we're destroying the world. Mm -hmm. Well, it sort of, doesn't it take you back to the Tower of Babel? Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's I mean, way back then, way back. they were coming together, and uh, sort of a global unity. Yeah, and uh, God Almighty put a stop to that. Yeah, you know, and and so that was it's a foreshadowing of the way the Book of the Revelation talks about mm-hmm. uh, one world government, one world finance, economics. You know, yes, and and so uh, the Antichrist and all of that, and so. Uh, that, that's why I think you and I are talking about this. I mean, it's heading that way. It is heading that way. Yeah. We see a clear path now right. to yes. heading that way. And next week when we get together, I want to particularly look at Revelation 17. Right. And that's a fascinating picture of this unholy, unilateral mm. union between the harlot and the beast. Right. And uh, we will identify those next week in the podcast as how that's aligned in the end. Mm-hmm. And I think the beast is pretty much portrayed, at least a portion of the beast, part of the leadership of the beast, would be either the World Economic Forum or the ideology that they promote and then is acted out through one particular government or one particular dictator or right. whatever. Whoever, I don't think it's going to be Brother Schwab. He's old, yeah. one, and uh, he's not necessarily a, a scintillating speaker, no. motivational kind not of guy. Not very charismatic. Not very charismatic. No. But they have, I believe, always done their work clandestine. Right. Um, and I by mean, using political you leaders. you didn't know about it and I didn't know about it. I mean, yeah. we know about a lot of stuff. We do know a lot. Of, we, <laughs> that's, that's been our world yeah, to, to study. Right, right. Uh, and it just got by me. Right, right. I think the very, the reason behind all this is is basically gaining control, don't you? I mean, just gaining control and, and the way they, the way they do it is through a crisis. Yeah. And, and and we have seen that in the recent past, that that crisis turns basically into a chaos. Yes. 
and and then that word that sort of a buzzword but compliance you know and and so all of these things together i was reading somewhere you know the they would have loved to have the 2008 financial crisis housing crisis mm -hmm. to sort of use that but but that sort of got by them mm -hmm. and then i mean honestly you think about covid yeah the that's the one that most COVID. people are pointing toward now that right. study this is covid yeah. that um i don't know who originally said it but someone in charge said never waste a good crisis yes exactly exactly and there was a thought there that that was a perfect opportunity for them to step forward mm -hmm. and uh, as some countries were doing lock down the world mm -hmm. and when that happens you need a voice mm -hmm. to say yes it's time to come forward you need to stay locked up you need to do this you need to do that we can't allow you to whether it be go to the store right. or anything that's some things that we're going to be leading to the kind of restrictions that this particular group is advocating governments to take on mm -hmm. and then ultimately not governments but one governing body to right. rule the world mm -hmm. because these crises now are worldwide and not just allocated to one particular place and one of the things they're going to use uh, Brother T, and, and you can see it in their writing and what they're saying, is energy. Right. The two yes. things, really, yeah. energy mm -hmm. and then environment mm -hmm. are the two buzzwords mm -hmm. that they, they're going to use. Mm -hmm. And so um, what happens then when there is a crisis like COVID, and I think one of the things that it, it just caught that they weren't ready. This mm -hmm. is my opinion. The, mm -hmm. Totally my opinion, okay? Weren't ready if they had been ready, could probably have promoted, you know, something then right. in order to unify the world for the mm -hmm. good of the world and then put someone in charge. Uh, they would have imitated, perhaps, remember China, mm -hmm. got to the point where they, from the exterior of your home, would lock you in your home. They were locking you up. I yes. mean, that is that is crazy. And you left, they yeah. shoot you. Yes. I mean, that that is the type of stuff that we're talking about. Yes. And I know this is sort of chasing a rabbit, but the the digital money situation, yes. I mean, that's going to be a part of all of this, too. We'll talk more about that. We'll I'm talk sure. about more about the digital yeah. currency. Right. Uh, the doing away of any kind of what they call fiat, any kind of dollar, any kind of coin or paper money right uh, so they can track everything so they can track everything right. and control mm -hmm. things mm -hmm. they'll say not control but right. once you have control over the system mm -hmm. there is a push for the i think it's like either the 34 or 38 percent of the world that doesn't have access to the internet mm -hmm. they're saying we want them to have access and it's being promoted as so you have access to health care right. education that sort of thing but we also know that you have to have an internet connection for you to use digital currency. You do. I mean, you, that's you the do. digital world. Right, right. So, okay, I get you on here. Uh, I'm purporting to be your savior. Right, I'm, yeah. You know, you got some sort of, you can get a hold of a teledoc and you can mm -hmm. get this done in a remote location. Mm -hmm. But also, now your funds are on there as well. And so... If the who you voted for, who you gave your whole life, yeah, your entire entire life, you yeah. know, and tracking basically they call it your carbon footprint, yes, you know, and and, and so I mean it's 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 crazy scary stuff. things that we never believed right. would take place. Right. right now in England, London, England, they they are installing sensors and cameras that are mm -hmm. 
reporting automobiles that are traveling too much or have too much of a carbon imprint. Right. You get billed for that. Uh, I think you can eventually lose your licensing and that sort of thing. But there are marauders out there who, in night, are going and taking these things down. There's pictures of them <laughs> taking them down and storing them. I mean, it's it's a battle. It's sort of like on uh, the S-curves here in Chattanooga. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those cameras there. They Were they ever taken been, down by someone? Uh, no, but they have been painted and painted over. And yeah. They, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I have received, um, well, I won't say how many, but several of those speeding tickets. <laughs> I travel that road every yeah. day. Yeah. You know, and it's hard to go... 35 miles Very going downhill. Very downhill. The other direction is yeah. not so hard. No. But downhill, it's tough. Yeah, I've you're riding well. your brakes to go 35 miles an yeah. hour. Yeah. You know. And, and, and uh, someone's up your tailpipe, too. Exactly. When exactly. you do that. Right. And so, but yeah. But you've I paid mean, all those, haven't you? You know, I've gotten a lot of those things. And... <laughs> You know what it was? Uh, let's show you something. Um, have you ever read George Orwell's book? Yeah, years ago, high school, I think. Yeah, 1984. Yeah, 1984. Yes, I read it in high school, but I reread that thing about Did you three really? years ago. About Big Brother. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting read. It's a goofy read. Yeah. But it's an interesting There's read. some of those, like uh, Animal Farm. Right, yeah. And uh, the George Orwell book, 1984. Uh, Fahrenheit. Mm-hmm. What is it? Four fifty one. Four fifteen, isn't it? Yeah. No, no, you're my. I think it's four. Yeah. It's right. the it's the temperature in which books burn. Okay. That's the that's what it is. Fahrenheit okay. four fifty one. I think. Okay. And and that again is about taking all of your freedom away and making you just a member of the state. You have no voice. They don't want you. It's four fifty one. Yeah, you're correct. Okay. I, I googled it. Yes. <laughs> so. Um, that was uh, Ray Bradbury, which is one of my favorite authors. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. that what I mean, these are all prophetic books, mm-hmm. and so much of what they were saying coming true. Yes. Yes. Now. I've never read a Ray Bradbury book. Uh, Illustrated Man. You no, never read I've never Illustrated read those. Man? I need to. Martian Chronicles, no. Dandelion Wine, Something Wicked This Way Comes. You've read all those. All of them. More than As once. you know, I've read. I read a book a week, basically. Yeah. But I have never gotten into Ray Bradbury. Well, it is fiction. Right. But he just uh, just the greatest author just wow. of fiction that I've ever read. Yeah. My, and you've read all of those. I've read all. I, I don't know if there's anything. S is for space. R is for rocket. Something Wicked This Way Comes. Dandelion Wine. Oh, my I mean, goodness. there's just, just on and on. Not, you know, and of course, Illustrated right. Man and Fahrenheit yeah. 451 are just two famous books. Right. But, he he was a prolific science fiction writer. That's amazing. That's amazing. Like that Isaac Asimov. Do you know him? Right, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, but I like him better than right. Isaac Asimov. Okay, okay. But, uh, but, but all of these things, control, gaining control, using a crisis to gain control, yeah. surveillance, I mean, all of these things that were science fiction. Yes. Um, they were. Which we fiction. as preachers, Brother T, right, would would talk about, but in the back of our mind, now in yeah. the back of my mind, I'm going, I don't know how this is going to happen. Yes. You know, how in the world is this right. going to happen? How's, how are they going to control whether you, are they going to have like a, a, a Gestapo at right. each one of the supermarkets? Right. You know, yeah. as you walk in with your buggy mm-hmm. and ask, did you, you know, bow down to the beast mm-hmm. or whatever? Yeah. Nothing like that. No, it's no, no, nothing no. like what we imagined. No. How how will the whole world see this particular thing? You know, now we've got, I mean, yeah. you got it right. We're recording on it right yes. now. I've got it laying right here, the cell phone. 
Uh, I mean, it connects and, the entire and world. And that was in the book of Revelation. We'd always yes. talk about those who were killed in the street and exactly. then were resurrected the two, back yes, to life. The two witnesses. Yeah, the two witnesses. Mm-hmm. And, and I, re- I remember it being when Turner Broadcast brought on 24-hour news. Oh, wow, yes. And right. then I heard preachers just almost immediately say, there it is. Yes. They can put a camera there in the street. You know, mm-hmm. Whereas prior to that, mm-hmm. like the Vietnam War, the the videos you get of that and the mm-hmm. statistics were at least five days to a week old. Right, yes. You, know, you yeah. had to get all that mm-hmm. over here. You had to you know produce it mm-hmm. and put it on the air. Now, you know, when we saw the Persian Gulf War, we saw it as it happened. We saw it as it happened. Yes. I mean, and we're mesmerized by it. Yes, yeah. mesmerized. And so, yeah, I, I agree. It, it's 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 amazing how accurate, how awesome the Word of God is. Yes. I mean, you know, here we are in 2023, and um, it is, it's as relevant, as germane as today's newspaper, even more so. Yeah, and I would love for, uh, I, you know, people are interested, I know, because I'm I teach two small groups, and one of well, both of them right now, we're going through this. Oh, we're talking okay. about it in depth. And it's hard to get beyond one question mm. when, when it comes to it because it just has, the, as they say, the tendrils that go into mm. so many areas of our life. So what I'd like to do, Brother T, is kind of leave it at this and, and whet people's appetite. Okay. We're going to talk about the tenets and uh, the policy of the World Economic Forum. We're going to talk about what their current agenda is uh, what this whole Greece reset means and mm-hmm. what perhaps the ultimate uh, goal is of it. Then I want to relate that to Revelation 17 of the harlot and the beast and that unholy right. union, that unilateral unholy union that goes on there and how we might, do we stand against it? Do we thank God that he at least informed us of this? And uh, I, I just go back to it's Hebrews ten twenty five about not forsaking the yes, assembling uh-huh. of yourselves Hebrews together. Right. I just when I read that verse, the last clause always gets me. Mm. Even so, as you see the day approaching, right? Yes, that yeah. we need to come together, admonish, encourage one another, mm-hmm. rather than running scared to mm-hmm. the mountains and yeah. you know, or even protesting in the street. Yes, you know. God informed us and said, yes, this is scary. Mm -hmm. Yes, this goes against anything that you think is right. Mm -hmm. But be... Please be aware that I knew this from the foundation of the world. Right, yes. This yes. is the direction things are going. Mm-hmm. And I chose to inform you mm-hmm. of it mm-hmm. so that you might recognize it and then do what? Get together and encourage one another. Right, yeah. Um, I hesitate oftentimes to preach on prophecy and end time when I go visit churches because I don't know where they stand mm-hmm. and, and I don't want to upset anybody, but... You know, I'm really considering writing a sermon or two just for the purpose of encouragement. Right. Hey, yeah. this is happening. Yes. He didn't catch God off guard. Right. He knew it was happening. No panic in heaven, only plans. He yes. knows. He's not up there wringing his hands. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited about, uh, I'm glad you wet, you even wetted my appetite. I wetted you your appetite. wetted my appetite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's something that you can dig into and almost, it's like, Digging taters. There's another tater below that tater. <laughs> right? I mean, you just dig all you want to dig, right, and it's yeah. there. And yeah. I happen just to be teaching this in the small group, and the Lord brought back to my memory Revelation 17. And I mm. said, oh, Lord, this is the picture of what's going on right now. Mm, when you good. get together with a religious entity as well as a political, military, right. economic agenda, 
and join those two things together, mm-hmm. you have the end time government. You do, you do, you absolutely do. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, you know, if, if our listeners have friends who are interested in it, it'd be a great time to promote the podcast for us. Mm-hmm. And unlike a, unlike a preacher I heard recently say, you need to be here Sunday, I'm going to tell you something you never knew. I have never said that, nor have I ever said it's going to be the best sermon you've ever heard. You never set yourself up for failure. Right. And I don't want to do that. But I am going to say it might be some things that you've not considered before. Mm, right. uh, it might be help you in the way that you see and interpret Scripture. Mm-hmm. Maybe it won't. Maybe right. you're well ahead of us. But um, I, I think it's fascinating. I can't wait, man. I cannot wait. It's going to be so, good. So, you guys, uh, stay tuned for next week. Lord willing, we'll come back and we'll discuss this in more depth, the World Economic Forum and the Great Reset. God bless. Have a good week.